0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
1: Welcome to Eyes on Isles podcast episode number 10. Double digits, baby. That means we are totally legit. That's all it means. That's all it does. It doesn't
2: mean, yes, you suffered through the first nine episodes. So now this is number 10. You suffered through double digit episodes. Congratulations.
1: You're a winner. Oh, amazing! You're all we're all winners for listening. Um, my name is Mitch Anderson. I am one of your hosts. I'm also one of the co-experts on EyesOnIsles.com. I'm here with my friend and other co-experts.
2: I'm Matt O'Leary, the other friend and co-expert in the situation. <laughs> Mitch, how you doing, buddy?
1: I, I could be better. Not yeah. uh, not on a personal. Le- well, I guess it's kind of personal now. Oh, Islanders have made personal. it personal. Yeah. yeah. Uh Should we get to it right away? I know we yeah. had other things on our running order, and because we write our running orders like a couple days ahead of time to kind of like get used to the subject matter, uh we don't necessarily have current things on there, so we don't have the whole Bridgeport, Josh was saying development, but do you want Do you want to get to that right away? Yeah, what, what, why don't you... Yeah. Set the scene. Okay, the scene. We're in Long Island. It's a beautiful fall day. Um... Uh, everyone's enjoying their day at work, nothing's going wrong, it seems like a perfectly normal day, and then, bam! Joshua Sang is sent to Bridgeport for... reasons. Reasons. No one knows. That's it? The reason? We don't know why he went? Oh my god, it's driving me nuts! (laughs)
0: For
2: those of you who are listening and not watching, which is all of you. Mitch looks like a crazy person right now, hyperventilating. But it's completely accurate because I felt the exact same way. Me and Mitch were actually texting at the time, talking about what we're going to discuss on the show tonight, and then Mitch just goes, oh, my God, they sent down Ho-Sang, and I didn't believe him. That's how ludicrous this entire (laughs) situation is, that I didn't believe that it actually happened, but it did for reasons, and no one knows why. Not no even, one. I was going to say, not even Doug Wade, because if you look at his quote to Newsday today, he surely seems like he wants Joshua Sang in the lineup.
1: I know. I don't get it. He's. he's uh, there's like both sides of it. He's playing both sides. And I, and I know he, he's got disdain for the media. All coaches do. All players do. But you're driving us nuts. Oh, he did or he's a damn good actor, Wade said. We've had great talks. It's never easy, whether it's a conversation about being scratched or something like this. It was a lengthy, good, healthy, and from what I take from it, he couldn't be more excited to go down, prove to himself and the organization that he isn't going to go, uh, or this isn't going to go on anymore. Uh, and then he goes on to say something along lines of, or not something along lines of, exactly, and I quote, I don't think we're as good a team as we, as we can be without Josh Hussang or Josh on the ice. He can make us better, and there's some areas he's some areas he wants to address. Man, I can't read tonight. I this uh, is, he, he's talking to to Arthur Staple from Newsday, and it's on Newsday's website. Just look it up, Islanders. Newsday. This is probably the first thing that'll come up. I am
2: strangling my mic stand, <laughs> as just, you can just, see. Just, I'm about don't ready out to blow it. The off mic has the done wall. nothing
1: to you. All right, the mic is not Doug. weight quit visualizing it. Don't break the equipment. We need this, or else we're talking through microphones or sorry, our, our headphones from our iPhone, which is not going to sound good. Everything just went
2: red with rage. I can't do and it. clipping from us yelling. <laughs> the the head coach of the team believes in his heart of hearts that the islanders are better with this person on the ice but but they then decided he is not necessary and we are going to send him to the miners to develop his craft and to learn down in the ahl level but may i remind you he did that last year and was pretty good in the AHL last year and then got called up to the NHL, and guess what? He's pretty good in the NHL also. <laughs> he, through his first 27 games in the league, he's on pace for 43 points over a full season. Um, Mitch, I would want as many 40-point players in the, in the lineup as possible.
1: Wrong. No. You want uh, Jason Chimera and you want a Nikolai Kuhleman. They've given you three points all <laughs> <whole> year. <laughs> I know. Three. I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, like, and, and, and anyone will just say, well, they're winning. Okay, fine. They're winning. But you can't say that those wins are convincing. And you can't say that those wins are because of Jason Chimera and Nikolai Kulaman. You can't say that. Especially last night's game against the Coyotes. That was Tavares. That was pure Tavares magic. But the rest of that was no good. They've got three points between the, th- the two of them. They've got how many shots again? Like no shots whatsoever on net. I think it's two. I'm going to bring it up. I know that Kulaman hasn't put anything up in the last three games. Um, so Chimera's got 10 shots on net so far this season. And Kulaman I can't bring it up because my computer is too slow. But I know it's less than that. They're not producing anything. Anything. Three points between the two of them. Hossain has more points already. And I know you're just going to say, okay, well, not you. But other people are going to say, fine, there's turnovers. He's not even like he's got six. It was six turnovers, which ranks him seventh in the team. There are six other players ahead of them that are turning over the puck more. So it's not that. And if it is, there's a flimsy grounds because then it's send Barzal down because he's hitting eight. And and that I'm not saying to actually send Barzal down because that that would be stupid. He's playing so very well. But that's just it. It's not about turnovers. It's not. So what is it about? What happened between last year when he was the darling of the team, putting up a ton of points, and they couldn't they kept putting him, giving more responsibility, giving him power play, giving him zone entries. He was the point the pinnacle of of the Islanders' attack when Tavares wasn't on the ice. What happened over the summer? Nothing. I know. I I, and I, I have a question oh. for you, actually. Okay.
2: I'm going to equate this in layman's terms for those okay. who are struggling to comprehend the situation. So I'm going to propose it in a question. Okay. Mitch, when you learned to ride a bicycle, yeah. You had training wheels, right? Like just like the rest of the of the world.
1: My dad correct? just let me go and hoped I survived. No, I had training wheels. Yes,
2: yeah, we had. You had training wheels. Once you proved that you didn't need the training wheels anymore. They were taken off, and you rode your bike on two wheels. Yeah. Now, now maybe you didn't ride straight. You are a little cockeyed, or you, your balance wasn't great, but you were riding, and you showed potential. You were staying afloat. You don't yeah, then slap fun. the training wheels back on and go back to where you were before. <laughs> You have to continue to practice on the two wheels to get better. Well, just like Joshua saying needs to continue to play at the NHL level to get better at the NHL level. He's not going to get better at the NHL level at the AHL level, bitch. It's not rocket science.
1: No, I I know. I I just, I don't want to keep yelling, but I don't, oh, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like all the comments, everything that we've read, everything that we've seen, and, and, and I wrote a piece about that on, on Eyes on Isles just tonight about the positives and the negatives of, of Josh Hussain going down. And, like, the positive can only be that he'll come back better. Uh, which, like you're saying, I don't see that as a possibility. Like, he already dominated the AHL when he was there. It took a bit, but when he got there, he dominated. Um, the only other positive is that Michael Dell Cole might be rejuvenated by his presence.
2: Don't get me started on Michael. Though,
1: no. can we <laughs> save that for later in the podcast. I'm already. Young, right, angry enough. Right. Um, so that's the only positive I can see from this. And I already don't give it its full weight because I don't think Hossein could get that much better. Like you said, playing at the AHL level. So that leads me towards the negatives. Whereas we're having, we're going to keep people on the roster, people, players on the roster that aren't as good as Hossain. And this could even be detrimental to his development. Because we all saw what happened with Nino Niederreiter, right? Well, oh, you're not going to give me a fair shot? Okay, well, then I'm out. Jonathan Drouin, same thing. Don't want to give me a fair shot? I'm out. Although that worked out well for Tampa Bay because they got Mikhail Sergachev out of it, who's pretty darn good. Um, but that might not work out for the Islanders. No, uh, in all just... likelihood, it won't work out for the Islanders, Mitch. We could yeah. rattle off the names
2: all day long. Nino, Michael Dalcole, Pulak, Hosang. How many Strom. guys are they going to ruin? Strom, thank you. Ryan Strom had a 50-point season and now could barely play, and he's playing. he was supposed to be playing next to Conor McDavid, the best player in the entire world. He can't even yeah. do that.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, that's uh, to be fair, that's no longer on the organization if he can't do it elsewhere. The common denominator now is is, is Strom. But, but I, 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 I know what your point is. I know what your point is. Like, the development of, of these players isn't isn't good. The track record for the Islanders is not good. Um so how is sending him down going to do that? I, I, I don't necessarily get it. Um, I'm trying, I am trying. I tried to see everyone's point, like, well, at least he's going to play. And yet, that, sorry, that's one of those positives, that he's going to play, right? He's going to be playing every night in Bridgeport. We assume, actually, now that I think about it, he didn't play every night last year because he couldn't skate straight lines. Whatever the heck that means. I hate this team so much. <laughs> so much. They drive me crazy. Uh, like, I don't... Uh, can we move on to other subjects? We've got a few things we want to talk about, and, and we'll, we'll get back to Hosang later when we look at some social stuff, because clearly everyone and anyone who follows the Islanders or has heard of the Islanders has something to say about the Hosang topic. So yes. we'll, we'll, we'll get to those. Um, can we just talk about the last three games then so that the Rangers, the Sharks, and the Coyotes... Um, what 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 are your thoughts, comments, and concerns, or your just like general observations on those three games? What's your takeaway?
2: There weren't really any convincing wins. I mean, they yeah. didn't look particularly great in any of those three games. No, no, they came out they, pretty flat against the worst team in the league, and then oh, they barely God, got yeah. by the Rangers.
1: If it wasn't for a Casey Sezika's power penalty kill, the Islanders probably wouldn't have won that game. Yeah, I I know Casey didn't score any goals, and Tavares did all the scoring. But the momentum was heavily against the Islanders. And if it wasn't for that crazy penalty kill, they might have got buried right from the get go.
2: Right. They probably should have lost that game, all things considered.
1: If it wasn't for the penalty kill and Tavares, they lost that game handedly. Like, there would be no way. They let the Coyotes get back in three times. The Coyotes, they're so bad. And, like, one of them was just pure. Garbage! Just a terrible goal. A shot from the off, like from the wing. Just Halak saw it for miles, and it's still squeaked by him. Like ah, those are the ones yeah, that are that frustrating. Second one was ugly, super ugly. um But they do have three wins. They got six points up on the board. They're up in a playoff spot at this point. Like it's it's looking okay, and 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 I think it gets back to what we were saying last week. Whereas. The Rangers got the, it; got the Islanders' mojos going. They, they they finally felt that competitive spirit to the game, or for the game, and are and are now in it. And maybe we're gonna see this team that we all thought we were gonna see, you know, just after game number six.
2: Yeah, I guess I do believe that the Rangers game turned them around a little bit, but it shouldn't take that to get you no, going. That's true. We should have saw that from the beginning and. They're still
1: not anywhere close to me saying, all right, I'm confident in this team. Right, absolutely. They, they look absolutely 500 at this point. Yeah. And 500 isn't going to get you in the playoffs.
2: Or a good draft pick. It's just going to leave you in mediocre land.
1: Ugh. Although, like, some other their mediocre picks are okay. Barzal, that's a 15th or 16th. Yeah. Um, so that's okay. But I, I know what you're saying. It's just that's not what you want to be. You want to be either or. Either you get the high draft pick or you get into the playoffs and you chest your luck at, um, at getting a cup. But if they're in the middle, you can't do either. Do you, have, do you have any other, other comments on those games? Like Again, six points, great. Like I, I shouldn't sound deflated. They're up in the standings. They're no longer at the bottom. Take that, Rangers. You suck. This is good.
2: Yeah, right. Oh, that's a takeaway that I have. The Rangers are absolute garbaggio.
1: Thank God awful. Oh God It makes Anything that we do Feel a lot better Right Yo, You sent Hoseang down I don't care That much It sucks But the Rangers Are still Straight garbage So There's always A silver lining If the Rangers Are straight garbage Anything Anything It's raining today And I didn't bring An extra pair of socks The Rangers Are still garbage It's gonna be An okay day
2: Yeah Positive spin zones <laughs> on the Eyes on Isles podcast That's
1: right um, okay, positive spins. Good segue um, into some crazy stats because I'm gonna spin some stats. Ooh, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spew some crazy on pace stats. I got three of them for you, and I wanted to know if you're gonna if you would buy or sell. So either that's either you you think they can do that or you don't think that they will be able to hit that number. Okay. And my first is Honors Lee hitting 46 goals this season. He's got 5 s- and 9, so I'm going to
2: sell, it? but I am okay. still confident that Lee is going to be the scoring force that he was last year and I am happy that that has carried over from last year because that was a big question mark for me coming into this year. I think 46 can be a little high, but if he's in that 30-35 range, I'm pretty satisfied.
1: So, quick little fix on that, buy and sell. On him being the team's highest scorer, or sorry, goal scorer. No, I hope mm. Tobias has more. Okay, fair enough. I I'm not buying the 46 either. Um, what I am buying is that he's he is what he was last year, at the at the end from November onwards, and that he's not what we saw at the beginning of the year, where it took him until November 23rd to get his second goal of the year. Right, it took him that 23, no, not 23 game mark, like whatever that was, 16 games in to score his second goal of the season. Oh, he's already at five. We're only nine games in. He's going to slow down. That's what happens in hockey. There's no such thing as, as a consistent score where they score every night or they will score one, like every 0.5 games. That doesn't necessarily happen literally. It's all an average. And if he can score between point. 3 and 0.5 per game, that'd be fantastic. Although 0.5, we're looking at 40 goals. So yeah, it's 41 goals. That makes sense. I'm going to stick with that. Um, okay, next one is um, buy or sell on Andrew Ladd getting 46 points. So not goals, but points because he's at 5 in 9 games so far.
2: Um, I'll buy that one cause I think he's going to be over 40 points this year and around that 45. So I'll, I'll buy that. Um, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I think last year was a little bit of a fluke. He didn't put up numbers that low since like his first or second year in the league. I forget which one. Um, yeah, I, th-
1: I think, I think we looked at that earlier before when we were researching and yeah, his first year he only played twenty nine games and he got eleven points. And in his second year, he played sixty five games and had twenty one points. So like that first one still counts at twenty nine games, but yeah, it's it's that really that second year that I I thought I look at.
2: Right. So I think last year was an anomaly in itself. Like how he only had eight assists is wild. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm expecting. Uh, I'll buy the the forty six. Yeah,
1: I, I'm buying, it. and the same thing with with Anders Lee is that we're, we're seeing a different player. And he he, this, the start to the season he had has not transcended. He's not that slow out of the gates. If anything, he's he's mediocre. Yeah, you know, maybe not mediocre, but he's he's mediocre in terms of what what we're paying him. Anyways, we're paying him five and a half, and we're happy with forty six points, which is as is, is much he should be scoring more than that, uh, based on his price point. But you know, he's not. Uh, but 31 points is unacceptable for what we're paying him. And that's what he he brought back last year. Um, but he started last year hurt. We have to remember that. He was hurt last year. Um, he had an adjustment period as well coming over from Winnipeg slash Chicago. Um, he was in Winnipeg, what is it, six years? Yeah, six years in Winnipeg. He had to move the family over. There's a readjustment period there. So um, whether he likes to admit it or not, there was a readjustment period. But it seems that he's shaking that. I, I'm I'm all in on the 46 points. If he hits, like you said, 35 to 45, I'll be happy. He's not going to be worth it, but I'll be happy.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely – if he's – I'll even say this. If he's under 40, I wouldn't be happy. But if he's above 40, I will.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, last one I have is – and I just want to make sure I got my numbers right on this. Uh, it's one uh, – what is his name? Joshua – Bailey, nope, sorry, correction. Just Josh. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Um, uh, has seven points in nine games, uh, which puts him on pace for let me get this right 64 points. Oh, I love it. Um, uh, buy, sell.
2: I'm selling 64 points. You
1: secret isles realist, unbelievable. I am. I'm a lot more outspoken than the
2: Isles realists are at the moment because right now <laughs> they have they're hiding in their caves taking cover under the, I should say under the bridge, like the trolls that they really
1: are. Oh. oh, oh, oh. oh that's <laughs> not necessarily fair. Some of them aren't necessarily trolls. Some of them are just uh but I, I know what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. Some of them very much are. So We main can all point be a little here. trolly, right? Yes. Yeah, some <laughs> Like the aisles. Yes, let's send does. Hosang down. Ha 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 ha! That's my maniacal laugh. That was so bad.
2: That was a nice troll laugh. I like. Thanks. It. Thanks. Um, I'm gonna sell Bailey at 64 points. I'd be happy if he's over 50.
1: I'll okay. Yeah. I, for me, it's, it's the, he's, he's getting it done, and he's getting it done without Tavares this year. He's not playing alongside Tavares, and he's still putting up better point totals than he was last year. The caveat I'm putting on this, and this is why I'm going to sell. I love Josh Bailey, but I'm selling, uh, is that he starts off hot always. Always. In his last five years, he scores at a rate of .5 to .6 in his first 10 games which puts him on pace to 50, 60 points right out of the gate. And then he slows down, right? We've had those years where it's 30, 40 points. We've only had the one where it's above that. So I want to reserve judgment. um, So I'm selling because that's the question, but I want to buy and I want to buy bad. Because I, th- I think he can do it. I think he could do it without Tavares, and I think he could do it on that second line the sixty points. The sixty? I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I think he could all do right. the
2: fifty again on all the right. second line, but I sixty, that would be, I'd be I'd be all in on Josh Bailey. Then you would convert me into
1: a believer <laughs> if that all happens. Right. I've, I I'm all in on my man Josh. I'm all in. Uh it just. I, I want him to. I, I know it's not sustainable necessarily or might not be sustainable, but it might. You know, sixty points isn't like what we saw at Ovechkin at the start of the year after game two for two hundred and forty eight goals or Andres Lee at fifty goals. That, that that that's just not Lee doesn't seem like that fifty goal player. I sure hope he is, but I, I don't I don't see it. Um but sixty points from Bailey, you know, that's only six points off of what he had last year. That seems that seems possible, but I don't know, man. All right. That's fine. I I, I, I wanted to see if I could convince you, but clearly it, it, it's early. So I get it. All of this comes with the it's still early tag.
2: If he's at 30 at the halfway point, you might you might get me. All so right. If we're having this conversation in January, we, we you might be able to get
1: me. Okay, how about we reserve it for the live pod in February? When we do our live pod between you and I, where I'm actually sitting in the same room, we'll go over these pace stats, and we'll see uh, how far off we were and how we're doing, and if I can sell you on some Josh Bailey. I like the sound of that one. Beauty. Uh, Let's move to something else that isn't scoring, and that's the defense. Uh, What is going? They've got one goal. One. Scott Mayfield. Thank you, Scott Mayfield. But that's it. This time last year, everyone on the defense was scoring. Boychuk, Seidenberg, Hickey, Dahan, Letty, sort of. But now we've got one goal. What is going on on this defensive end?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't get it. How Johnny Boychuk has zero points so far is crazy because he's got a decent amount of shots. I think he said twenty-four.
1: Yeah, so he's he's averaging just over two and a half shots a game. Which doesn't sound that, like boy that that doesn't sound like Boychuk. He's usually hitting three or four shots on goal a game,
2: right? But do you think at a 20, uh, 24, like you said, he'd get a bounce on one of them, or someone would bash in a rebound on one of them. Uh,
1: I I I don't know this stat, but I'm I'm gonna bring it up. I I want to see what his shooting percentage is, because that that should tell us, right? His shooting percentage. Come on, Stats, open up. My computer is so slow today. I don't understand what's going on. I'm blaming the NHL because it's always when I'm on the NHL's website. He hit 3.9 last season. So on on, on 24 shots times .039 is not even a goal yet. It's just, it's just over. Or sorry, it's just on at .936. So he's okay-ish. You round it up and he should have a goal. He should have one goal so far this year. Yeah, based off of the volume of shots he's taking, and and I, I think that's it is that he's not shooting as much as he used to, and the reason for that is he's not being given that much power play time. I, I again I I don't have the the numbers, but I, I already know that the first power play unit was divided once Paula came back against the Rangers. Um, it was Nick Letty and. Paul- on the first power play unit with Boychuk like joining in and, and either subbing with, with Polak and then on the second power play unit it was just straight up Pellick so Boychuk wasn't getting the same looks as he's used to getting You know, in, in a 2 minute cycle he was maybe getting 20-30 seconds out there that might not be enough especially on how the Islanders run their power play that's a fair point I just think that even on the 5 on 5 I'm expecting a little more on of Boychuk I'm a little disappointed in how he's played so far yeah, that's fair. I just yeah, I don't I don't know what else to do with this defense. It just I was really high on the defense last year. Uh not, sorry, not last year, but in the off season. And I, I was telling everyone, like, this defense is better than you think because they're they were able to score, because last year they can score, and now they're not scoring and making me look bad. Why? Why do you do this to be Islanders?
2: It's always something with this team, Mitch.
1: It's always something. It's always something.
2: Yeah. All right. Mitch, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you the biggest, most passionate Islanders fan there is? Yes. You probably are, since you're listening to an <laughs> Islanders podcast. Now, the perfect opportunity for you or someone you know to get recognized for being a diehard Islanders fan is to enter, submit a two minute video or 200 word essay by November 7th explaining why you should be named Fan Sided Fan of the Year. Fansided will pick five finalists, all of whom will receive a one year subscription to Sports Illustrated and will be profiled on fansided.com. The grand prize winner will be honored with a trophy and win a three day trip to New York City to attend the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year event in early December. For all of the details and to enter, visit slash fan of the year.
1: That sounds great. I'm gonna enter. No, I can't. That's I work for the company, kind of, sort of. So, yeah. But you guys should enter definitely. Free trip to to New York, and a Sports Illustrated yearly subscription. And you get anyways. Do it. It's only two minutes. It's only two minutes and two hundred words. We write fifty articles a month, both of us individually, and they have to be minimum three hundred words. So if we could do it, you could do it. At least yes. once.
2: Yes, definitely worth it
1: to enter, and who knows? Maybe you'll win. Yeah. Good luck to all those entering. Um, Matt, let's talk about some some Islander stuff, but specifically Sound Tigers, Portland Winterhawks, and HV71. And if you don't know who HV71 is, we'll get to that in a second. But um, I want to go in, and dive in on, 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 our, on the farm, on our prospects, and figure out what's going on down there because we we hear about well already Joshua Hanks going to be there so we're going to have to pay more attention to the Sound Tigers right. Um, we spend a lot of time talking about like Tavares is scoring Boychuck isn't scoring is the Han worth his five million that he was asking for, but we never talk about the farm about this next wave who else is coming up and we, we were talking about it a lot last year because we had our all of our, our eyes were focused on. Um, they weren't on the eyes on the aisles. They were on eyes on Devin Tays and eyes on Ryan Pollock because they are putting up big numbers in Bridgeport. Right. Uh, so let, let's look at that. And I, I, I've already got it up. So uh, Devin Tays isn't doing fantastic. He's got two points in six games, buddy.
2: Not too appealing, especially with the start he had last
1: year. That's right. Um, Scott Einzer, though, seven goals. So I, I know that he doesn't sound familiar because we didn't necessarily draft him. Uh, Scott comes by way of free agency, if I'm not mistaken. And he he was captain of the Portland Winterhawks. Sorry, not the Portland Winterhawks. I take that back. Seattle Thunderbirds, who you all know, that's where Matthew Barzal played.
2: Yes, they were uh. teammates last year. So that's where we know him from. Well, that's where I know him from anyway. And the only other thing I know about him besides that he has seven goals is he's small. He's like 5'9".
1: Yeah, 5'9", like 170 pounds. But he's shooting at 38.9%. 38.9% of his shots are going in the net. That's bananas. Yeah, that's,
2: that's an insane amount of goals on those, on that, on those shots. So um, he's definitely overachieving.
1: Oh sure, absolutely, yeah. That's going to go down. That that's going to drop significantly. You know, it's small sample size, right? That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I oof, wow, that's I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting Bracken Kearns to be up there, although he's no longer with the team. So Steve Bernier will put him up there. So Steve Bernier should be up there always because that's it. Just seems like those are the guys who always score a ton of points at the AHL. And mm-hmm. sure enough, Steve Bernier has got five and six games. So I'm not wrong. Your your boy
2: MDC's got a solid two points in six games.
1: <laughs> Get off my boy! He's gonna he's gonna do it. I have faith. I have faith in Del Cole to pull this together and be able to put up some form of successful season. I don't expect him to come up though. I I really don't.
2: No, not if he continues playing like this. So he's not.
1: No, uh, it just. I want I want him to be that next forward, but. He's just a Brock Nelson light at this point, right? Same type of player. So we already have one Brock Nelson. We don't need another. Unless we get rid of said Brock Nelson, then that's that's great. We got it opening. But
2: Just just what we need, a poor man's Brock Nelson.
1: <laughs> well, he's cheaper. Although, you know, Brock Nelson, $2.3 million is still all right. Yeah. Uh, but th- I'm happy because this fits my narrative. I know. I know. You're hashtag done with him. I am hashtag done with MDC. Um, I, I, I just want to ask a few more questions about the Sound Tigers before we hashtag are done with them for now. Um, if, if you have to call one of these three players up to fill a defensive spot, who do you call up first? Is it Aho, who has now three points in five games? Is it Devin Taze, who's got the two points? Or is it Mitchell Vandesample? God, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Who's got five and six now? Who do you call up first?
2: I think I'm still going with Taze. Yeah. Um, I Just just based off of last year, and it's still early. It's only six games. Uh, I think he's the next up on the list. Um, he had a pretty good camp. He was sent back and then recalled and then sent back, which is a little strange, but... It's I the think Islanders. It be the next one up. Uh, yeah. So actually, not really that strange at all.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you there. Like we're just talking about points because that's the easiest stat to repeat and and regurgitate and kind of decipher who's doing well and who isn't. But it's not always only about points. Like Devin Hayes can still put up 30 points here, and he'll probably still be the guy that they call up um, just because of what he did last year, the potential they see in him, what he's been able to do to do, like you said, with the training camp. Uh, I think they like him. So that goes a long way. Like, you can put up numbers that get you to the table, but it's what you bring and what they see in you that brings you a- a- across and up into the big team. So I- I'm with you on there, and Devin Taze being the next guy they call up. Uh, and if they don't, well, then we got to Ryan and pull out a 2.0 situation on our hands again. Um, so we'll see where it goes with there. Yeah, and that's frustrating in itself. I don't <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Um, but I know you wanted to bring up a nice little stat from one of our other players. Oh yes, my boy! The
2: next Islander forward who is going to make it big and then get sent down to Bridgeport after <laughs> <nine> games. <laughs> Kiefer Bellows, Mitch. How does twenty points in twelve games sound to you?
1: Oh, that sounds amazing! Wait, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna calculate the the pay stats on that. I think they play seventy six games. So twenty divided by twelve is one point six. Points per game times 76, assuming he plays all games, a 127 points. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, he's
2: so- already got more points than what he had last year at Boston University. He had 14 points in 34 games. And what I also like is it's nine goals and 11 assists. It's not like he's got two goals and 18 assists.
1: Yeah, Nice and even spread, just like your boy Del Cole at one and one. Beautiful. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I like that, where he's not just a one-dimensional player, where he's just putting up goals. He's creating plays, clearly. He's, he's involved in plays. He's getting assists on the board as well. In the same fashion, not same fashion, but in the same um, rhythm that he's getting goals. So he's, he's just right. not. He doesn't seem to be one faceted, which is nice. It is WHL. It's a it's a lower caliber of play, um, but the the reason he he went there wasn't for the caliber of play. It was for the number of repetitions. Right, and that makes a big
2: difference for especially those who play in college because they're only playing like thirty something games. You got to, you know, making that next step because you more than double the amount of games. So it's a big difference.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I wanted to bring up Soderstrom just because he's the guy that's kind of next in line. I know Sorokin is still around, but, and by around, I mean like people still whisper his name, but the guy, is, he's not coming. I, I really don't, I'm, I'm really not sold on him coming. No. Um, just because, why would he? He's got a three year deal there now. Like it, it, it wouldn't make sense for him to come over. Um, even though he's putting up 1.74 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage, which is fantastic in 16 games played. So he's still doing remarkably well over in Russia. Uh, whereas Söderström is kind of not as great as he was yeah. uh, last year. Uh, I just have the stats here from HV71. He's played in nine games, eight of them having played with playing time. I guess that means he started eight games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a 237 goals against average, which is not good. Well, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Um, and he's got a 905 save percentage, 906 if you round it up.
2: Yeah, you'd probably like that to be higher. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Like, I, I, I'd like 915 to 920, something in, in those lines. Um, especially like, at that level. Too. Well, you also got to consider last year he played 22 games, right? He had a 134 goals against average and 943 save percentage. Mm-hmm. This, this is quite the regression right now. And it is the SHL. Uh, there is definitely turnover there as well, although this is a championship team. They won, they won the Lamatt Trophy, I think is what it's called. Um, it's the SHL's version of the Stanley Cup, essentially. So you would expect this to go up. And to be better. But I, I I don't see the lofty numbers again. It's like 943. But something along the lines of 920 sounds sounds fair.
2: Yeah, I definitely would like him over 920 by season's end.
1: Yeah, that's right. Just because, again, Halak is on his last year. I don't see them keeping Halak for another year. Uh, so it's going to be Grice and who? Krister's Gudlevskis? Goodlevskis. Whatever, however you pronounce his name, <laughs> I'm going to go through all the iterations just because I feel like it. Um, he's not doing very well either at Bridgeport right now. He's got, I had it up a second ago and I had to change my, uh, my page here. But it was a 337 goals against average uh, in six games. Uh, there it is. Yeah, 337. God, that memory is good. and 870 save percentage. Not good. He's letting in 13% of the shots he faces. Ew. Yeah, and letting in more than three goals a game. Yeah, I don't like Although, to be fair, he has played three games. He's won okay. two of them. He's won two and lost one. So that one loss, if that was a one-sided loss out at Pittsburgh versus Chicago, that skews everything.
2: True. Very true. So, so give it a little more time and we'll see. Sample size is still kind of small.
1: That's right. So still faith out there for a good skis, um, but... I, I think the future is definitely sort of strong. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there. So the farm is looking okay. It's not fantastic. It's just it's looking okay. There, there's a few pieces here and there, but it's bare enough, which makes sense. Like the Islanders have been doing better recently, so like their prospect pool is dwindling because they're not they're not. Bringing in more blue chip or as many blue chip prospects as they usually do because they're not, they're, they're better than their usual terrible bottom of the league selves. Right. So it's looking okay. Not great, but okay. Um, do, you, do you want to move on to other stuff? Some, some funner stuff?
2: Yeah, let's get into the social segment, the fun part of the show. Mitch, we had another. Well, you had another interaction with <laughs> Calvin DeHaan on Twitter, and yeah. I want to name this section of the social section. Does Calvin DeHaan still hate Mitch? And I'm going with yes, <laughs> he in fact does. So,
1: uh, yeah, I think he does.
2: Yeah, during the game, Mitch tweets out a gif of Calvin DeHaan. Catching up to somebody on the sharks, I can't make out who it is from this gif. Uh, and he goes, "At Calvin Dahan, when did you install the afterburners?" And Calvin <laughs> responds with, "I did." What, what that means, I don't know.
1: But what is he, Calvin? Please, buddy, come on. I... Did you read the text? Or, sorry, the text, the tweet. Come on, like that doesn't make any sense with what I was saying. What? How? I want to know how you understood what I said. Oh, I
2: just. Maybe, Maybe he thought you just said did you install the afterburners and he said i did oh okay
1: that makes sense
2: um but another thing we should factor into this is he (laughs) responded to this tweet (laughs) at
1: 10 22
2: p.m now (laughs) if you watch games they usually end at like 9 50 so he's probably i'm assuming this is just i'm gonna run let my imagination just run wild and he's sitting skates still on phone in hand Respond. oh that Mitch tweeted at me again let's get him and respond right back to him you know I'm still sweat dripping off of him <laughs> LA. no Calvin don't feed the troll Mitch don't do it and
1: he's responding right back to you uh, it was uh, great I was sitting there on, on my computer doing some stuff while the game was on Brendan and Butchie were still on the TV talking about what had happened and lo and behold I get this tweet from Calvin and I look at my wife and I say is he seriously texting me right now or texting, tweeting me right now. He's the game just finished. They're still talking about it. The people are still in the arena right now, and he's he's got his phone already. And my wife looked at me befuddled, like, "Why are you talking to me right now? I've got other things to do than talk about hockey players' tweeting habits." Um, but I was I was aghast at how quickly he was answering me. Um, so I'm going to keep him coming. And listen, the, the whole tweet. I wasn't like throwing shade, or I wasn't trying to be condescending at all I was thoroughly impressed I didn't know he had that kind of explosive speed if you look at the gif and you look at the play Dahan notices that the play is shifting towards his end from the the Sharks blue line and he I don't know what he does Nas or like Nas or whatever kind of afterburn he's got installed on those skates they kick in and he catches up to this player by the time he crosses the Islanders blue line and strips him of the puck it was an amazing defensive play I was imp- genuinely impressed by it, and I wanted to share my feeling of... What's the word I want to use? Of, I, I wanted to share my impressed status with Calvin Dahan, and he wanted no part of it.
2: The amount of real estate you own in Calvin <laughs> Dahan's brain is just <laughs> amazing. I love it.
1: Uh, they're going to keep coming. If I notice something that he does, I'm going to keep it coming, and eventually we'll be friends.
2: Another good one and maybe it'll put you in a little bit of a better mood uh i want to
1: give a shout out to our writer kate
2: who is awesome but just this move she completely trolled sean avery and i love the move let me explain what happened he was doing a meet and greet and kate is blocked by him on twitter <laughs> so she took a screenshot of Of his account showing that she's blocked (laughs) printed it out, and then brought it to him to sign. Now, granted, he was not able to sign the tweet because he could only sign his book. But he did write down her at name, which is at KNE underscore 14, and said that he was willing to unblock her. But, I mean, that move, such a power move. I love it.
1: Hats off to Kate. Kate, follow up on that. Let us know if uh, if Mr. Avery has followed you now, and uh, tweet us the proof or else it didn't happen. Send pics. We Send pics. Yeah, that's right. Pics or it didn't happen. That's right. I have one last one just to cap off the whole Joshua Sang talk. Um, it's one that came out five or eight hours ago from Massimo Akala. Uh, I, I I probably mispronounced that. No last shot. Name. That's right. The, the, there's an accent on that last i I'm really I'm French, but I don't think that's a French name. Anyways, wouldn't mind if Bergevin scouted four Islanders games to see what this kid could do. And this is a retweet from the Islanders um, announcement that Joshua Hang has been reassigned to Bridgeport. Really, the Habs are like, oh, we can't get Tavares. Bella, let's go after Hosang. Just as good. Okay, okay, fine. I guess go the heck after Hossang. But we still want either Galchenyuk or I. I don't even. Who else do they even have over there? Charlie Lindgren, I guess they're they're, they're like next goaltender after Carey Price is done being paid his hundred million dollars in twenty years. Sure, fine. Uh, yeah, I, I I would should. trade Hossang for either one of those two. Would you?
2: I really like Joshua. Okay. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know, Mitch. Don't. I don't want to think about a world where okay. Josh
1: Sang is not on the island. Don't let, do let, this let's to me. are going to start all... yelling
2: again. I don't like
1: it. <laughs> I'm not going to yell. Let's tempt all of our listeners and say, if you would trade Hosang, who do you trade him to, and for what? And respond to us using the hashtag IslesPod. I want to see some answers tomorrow morning, and I'm going to roll them up in an, in an article, or I or I will just respond. Either one of us will respond to you on Twitter. Give us your best trade scenario for Hossein because I want to see what, what we value him as okay. on the open market. It's just call to action to all of our listeners out there.
2: Yes, it's an interactive show. You can't just listen, there's some work. In that's Brabus right. If you want to be an EO iPod listener,
1: that's right. There's other work to be done, though, which is you got if you're listening, you got to make sure to subscribe. You've got to make sure to rate and review the show because we could really use those to bump up our show and reach more people. Um, follow us on Twitter. It's at Isles, sorry, at eyes on Isles FS. Follow us on Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash eyes on And uh, that's really all. Make sure to listen to go to our show on blog talk radio. Um, that's where we post all of our, our podcasts. So if you can go there and send some love, that'd be fantastic too. And obviously, go to the website. Oh, my God. Can't forget about the website, eyesonisles.com, and read everything. And if you don't like going to the website, guess what? You can download the app. makes it a lot easier right on your phone. You can get alerts whenever we write something. Whenever Matt says something uh, that he loves Josh Bailey because he loves him so, uh, it'll go right to your phone, and you can get alerted right while you work. It's perfect.
2: It is perfect. Uh, Or We Uh. didn't even talk about that. Oh, my God. A quick second, because yesterday you were making fun of me because I was making fun (laughs) of millennials, and I am a millennial. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But that marketing ploy worked, obviously.
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Explain. Explain more to everyone else.
2: Sorry. We almost wrapped up the show too early. Um, Almost.
1: (laughs) We have one more thing.
2: The Islanders are using the fisherman jersey to try and lure fans to the arena and it's working and i just brought up the point that i thought it was funny that 20 years ago it was the most hated jersey in sports history and now it's like a retro thing that people gotta have and now people are like oh i gotta get 10 people together so we can go get my islanders jersey from 1997
1: yeah i'm i'm still I, i want it but I don't think it's an actual jersey. I think it's going to be a, like a weird T-shirt print thing. If you look at the picture, it's got this weird-looking white on the back of it. It doesn't look like a jersey. I'm, I have my doubts and reservations on, on the quality of the product that they are giving you.
2: It's not going to be a Mitchell and Ness.
1: No, no, it's not. Uh, okay, Matt, you got anything else?
2: No, I think we finally got everything off our chest here.
1: Yeah, let's close this sucker out because we're over the time that we allot for ourselves here. Um, So, again, rate, review the show. Follow us on Instagram. Sorry, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook. Go to the website. Get the app. Love you all. Have a good night, Matt. You too, Mitch.